I think I'm recording in the other room, Rob, but uh, we're live. <laughs> You're recording in the other room? Well, I'm the master recording for the show. I, I believe it's recording. <laughs> okay. That's always a good sign. Yeah. And uh, we got audio. Of course, all my jumping around here. I got cables underneath my, my wheels. But hey, everyone, welcome to the new media show. And what really happened was I was just... Uh, <laughs> I got Rob in and, you know, we did our pleasantries. I said, okay, I'll start the stream. And I started the stream for the wrong show. So, ah, there you go. yeah, that was, that was fun. So that's why we were late and that's why the stream came up. And then all of a sudden went down for those of you that, that noticed it. But, uh, we are going to open up the call-in lines today and I didn't even prep the other computer. I'll do that now, but how are you, Rob? I'm doing fine, Todd. Things are, things are, you know. As normal as they can be under the circumstances. Yeah, I, I guess so, you know, and uh, I'm yep. going to make this show public, make sure it's public. Yeah, it's public. And, uh, but we've had, uh, I had an interesting, it's, it's just, I, you know, as you came on the show today, I said, you know, I've been like, I've just been busy. I mean, crazy, crazy, crazy busy. And so much so, it was kind of funny, this, uh, about noon, and I'm like, I'm getting hot. And, uh, well, spring's here too. Well, so. you know what it was is I had the heat still turned on and it's 72 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. And my heater's not running. And this place is, I'm like, do I have to turn on the AC? So I actually yeah. turned on the AC for the first time in the season. So make it official April 8th. Now, tomorrow yeah. it'll be snowing. So I'll have to, you know, <laughs> it can't make up its mind quite yet. That's that time of the year. This yeah. is this is uh, super moon season too. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't snow again because if it does, I'm really in trouble because I had my snow tires changed yesterday. Snow tires to you know back to regular yeah. summer ru rubber. <laughs> yes. And my nice rims and all that. So not that you know anyone's going to see me because the roads are empty. But uh, right. Hey Craig. Right. Hey Clint. How are you? Thanks for being here. And um, thanks for stopping in. But uh, we've got some so, stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, so this is our, our call-in show that we're, we're doing. So if you want to join us, just uh, pull up your Skype and, and just type in GNC Pod 2. Yeah, GNC the, Pod the 2. The number 2, not the letters 2, but the number 2. Um, that'll get you right through if you have a question or if you just want to say hi or whatever you want to do. Just yeah, so it's... Join us open forum and but i i saw something come across my desk this morning that i thought was a little interesting and let me see if i can find the link for this now rob does libsyn sell or share any of your customers stat data not at all it's completely against our our company policy to do anything such as that without the permission do you of the content creator do you right? ever um do you ever take uh, and put rankings out by list the shows one to 50 and then put a ranking in there the, of of your customers not at all okay so that's the same with blueberry we do not uh sell share promote cross promote tell we've had a lot of people ask over the years for that oh, information yeah. oh yeah people ask for that stuff all the time and yeah. we just say no <laughs> we say no, and, uh, and and it's against our terms of service too. We don't right. uh, in in our free customers. 
don't get resold. They're not the product. They get to actually get their data and not have to worry about it being shared, sold. Right. We will tell wrap-up stories. We will say sports is up. We'll say, uh, you know, what you know, just like our article we did the other day, we'll make some, you know, general comments, but we'll aggregate all the data. And uh, right. so, uh, hey, Ed, how you doing? And again, you guys can call in now, but this is what came across my desk this morning, and I will put it up on the screen. And so if you have $3,600, buy one, get one. You can get immediate access and then monthly updates for one year to 19 podcast category rankings based on U.S. unique monthly audiences. So category rankings, does that, doesn't say a lot. Does that mean that they're going to show a ranking of shows? Um, I think it's like, it's probably similar. I'm just speculating. It's probably similar to what they do with their networks, right? Where they, they group the networks together, but it could be a, could be a show level data, right? Yeah. So I don't, of course the terms of service has some very strict stuff and it says, um, any authorized use, any unauthorized use of rankings may violate copyright, trademark, and other laws and intellectual property rights. A pot tracker, third parties, unauthorized use may may give rise to claim of damages and or be a criminal offense. Contents and rankings may not be modified, copied, copy, distributed, republished, uploaded, posted, decompiled, or transmitted in any way without the prior written consent of pot tracker. Rankings are provided for lawful purposes only. So they're selling something. I can do a category ranking every month for free i'm not going to list the shows on that right i'm not going to give a top 200 in each category of our customers so the question is is okay again i weren't until someone sneaks one to us um which will violate that terms of service i just read so if you do send something to us i will unequivocally deny that i got it (laughs) yeah and then probably you know delete the information right right Right. but or someone can just tell me right does it contain show listings does it can show does it show the top 200 shows in every category that they measure um but they it's a free product over there to measure your show so have you become the product over there so I, I guess I need to go over and probably uh, read their terms of service. And maybe they've got an opt-in for this. Maybe they're letting podcasters opt-in to be in this audience ranking. Wouldn't you think that that would be a minimum requirement? Yeah, I think that the content provider, providers need to give their authorization to be included on this list. That's for sure. Yeah, if they're, If it is a list. Which it sounds like it is. It's a ranker, right? It's a ranker by category is what it says. Yes, it's category rankings, 19 category rankings. Right, right. So based on U.S. monthly unique, their U.S. US unique monthly audience, that thing that they came up with. Well, and who's the customer for this? The customer of this would be um, advertisers, I would imagine. Yeah, would be advertisers. Now they have on here, please choose your role. Podcast advertiser, podcast publisher, press, or other. So, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, I just, I'm just kind of surprised here that, uh, 
that they're selling this. And again, um, this came across my desk this morning. Someone sent me a link to this and said, what do you think of that? And I haven't reached out to PodTrack, Mark, or any of those guys. If you guys want to reach out and tell us what this includes, that'd be great. If you've asked mm-hmm. podcasters permissions to be in that list, or if you're just including it because you can, because that's allowed in your terms of service, we, you know, we don't care. Just let us know. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that's the thing I saw today that I was kind of surprised about. You saw something too, Rob, that was kind of, uh, uh, interesting as well. You didn't see something. We just kind of chuckled about it. Oh, um, what do you refer- about their list expanding? Oh yeah, yeah. They, they actually, if you look at their current March ranker for 2020, it, it's showing the addition of um, of a couple of new networks that they've added to their ranking list, which only is an indication that that they weren't a complete ranker of the industry. Um, I'm not saying that as a negative thing. It's, I mean, that's how you build a ranker is that you add new networks, but you know, to build it out, to make it more complete. Right. That's, yeah. that's the long-term goal that they have, I'm sure. But the, the issue that, that I have in the bigger picture is, is that this ranking chart has been really looked at as the Bible for the biggest ranker podcasts in the, in the medium. And which I always laugh about. Which isn't because I, as this is evidence of, it was missing huge networks in here. So how do you have a, an industry ranker that's incomplete that's that people you know the press analysts i mean i hear all sorts of people credible people that use this ranker as a basis for decisions and it's just you know until it's a complete representation of all the major networks uh, i don't know that it has a lot of credibility right and it is interesting to look at their number and compare it to maybe the number you have on file, that always makes me chuckle a little bit too. So, um, right. I mean, right. yeah, you know, what I have on file, cause I've got right. some people that are using over there and they're, they're measuring with us and they're also measuring with them. And then you know, right. it gives you that hmm thing. So, right. uh, anyway, I, I just, yeah, we always, and of course, again, we know it, the people listen to this show know it, but, the rest of the folks barely have a clue that these are not complete. Right. It's not a complete representation of the industry. It's only complete representations of the networks and shows that are using the pod track redirect. I've got, right. I got several very, shows. That, actually very few shows. If you look at the broader podcast industry actually are in here. I have actually. several shows that would knock at least two or three of those shows out of the top 10, they would, they would, they would disappear. They would go off the top 10. Right. And I know you guys do too. Yeah. Right. So I mean, would probably unseat the number one ranked uh, publisher actually. Right. W- one show. Right. And with <laughs> and, and, and number one publisher with many shows. <laughs> right. And that one as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I am, I mean, it's, it, it's great that don't, don't misunderstand me. It's great that Potrack's doing this. They're he got mad at ranker, me before when right? I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, but you have to take it for what it's, what it's doing, you know, um, and don't put too much stock in this. Yeah. This is just a, a sample of the industry. This isn't the industry ranker. Yeah. The keyword so. there is definitely sample. 
<laughs> right. Right. This is a little bit of an indication of what's going on, but yeah. it's not, it's not how it's been portrayed. Right. Unfortunately. Hey, yeah. we, we must apologize. I, uh, I messed up. So those of you that had been on the Apple podcast app, some of you saw us starting to have seasons. We, we don't have seasons. I, I just, yeah. I just slipped and accidentally put a one. Actually, I put a, a one in two shows and we had a, uh, an episode that was on its 278th season too, Rob. So, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of screwed the pooch there just, just a little bit when it came to, so I went in there and fixed those. So hopefully if Apple podcast hasn't figured it out yet, it will, when this show publishes that we are not a seasonal show where we are an episode show. Um, but a little bit more. Well, I don't, do you want to go into the, the news that came out uh well yeah i mean i can but i wanted to make one more mention of the feed situation oh, for the show sure we also have and probably many of the people listening to this don't know this but we do have a video podcast feed for the right, show right There's so you can feeds. go into apple podcast and subscribe to the video version of the show yeah and download it to your your iphone or um, it's mainly on the iPhone right now or on Apple iOS or you can get it, I guess on windows too, if you use iTunes. Right. But, um, you know, that's available. So you can, you can have that on, on, on demand. Um, the video version of the show, you don't have to go to our website or what, or whatever. It's been available for how long Todd? Forever. Like, uh, six, seven years, years yeah. or 10 years yeah. or something. So if any so, of you are graphically inclined. We need like a video version of the new media show logo only. Right. And an exactly. audio version. So we're going to crowdsource here. I, I can go out and hire someone. I don't want to go pay Fiverr. That's dumb. Uh, but if, you know, if you want to do us, uh, you know, a, a, a solid, we'd love to have two logos, one for audio, one for video. I'm happy to provide. And it should be the same logo yeah, that we have right yeah, now. Yeah. It's just adding that audio and video um, image, right? Yeah. So that's all. So anyway, that's the, that's the call out to action. Anyone wants to help us just drop either of us an email. It's Todd at Blueberry or Rob at Rob, uh, Rob G at Libsyn.com, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I see we're getting a bunch of people checking in on Facebook. Make sure you say hello. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Patrick. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for being on. Don't forget we are, we are, we do have a open call in line today. You can call in on Skype, GNC pod two. You may have to search for Geek News Central. It'll come up that way as well. But GNC Pod 2 is the actual Skype. I keep looking back to see if anyone added. Uh, no one has requested to come in yet. But um, kind of more shocking news was, oh, yeah. and it looked, yeah, that you might be just a tad out of focus, Rob. But the big, the big, the big news coming out of New York was the, I guess, for a better word, we can call it indictment right. of Wondery CEO. And we have had him on this show just recently. And uh, this is surrounding FIFA, the soccer. Again, I'm not a European guy, so I'm not up to speed. And I guess FIFA is the soccer league for... Yeah, it is. It's the global soccer league kind of organization, right? Yeah, but some pretty serious charges leveled um, via the U S government against him and one other person for, 
I guess it was yeah. bribery and some other stuff. Um, I mean, I don't know if they called it bribery, but whatever. Well, the, there was a lot of a lot of charges, kickback, briberies. You know, trying to get uh, inside information on getting the rights to the TV broadcasting yeah. parts of a, a a few of the I guess the tournaments that are associated with um, you know world soccer, right, yeah. or world football. So, um, so and, and it wasn't, yeah. it was, did not appear to be small dollars either. It appeared to be some significant, and they basically said that, um, he's going to be, actually, he's going to be arraigned him and tomorrow. tomorrow. And then, uh, I don't know when, if court date's been set or not, but of course his lawyer and the other person's lawyer came out and, you know, claimed they're innocent, which is fine. They, you are, yeah. you have the right to be, you know, this is a country where you're not guilty until until, proven, you, until you're yeah. proven guilty. So, right. but I cannot, I, I just cannot imagine that that is going to, he's still at Wondery. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's the, uh, an owner or what his actual position is over there. So I think he's the founder, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a yeah, tough, so he, yeah, so he faces up to twenty years in prison for this, and so whew. that that could take him out of being involved in the podcasting industry going going forward, depending on what happens. Yeah, so I just cannot imagine this is going to bode well for their operation. I I don't know. I'm just I think this is the first time we've ever had a a podcast executive per se. I don't remember, you know, right. I, I think, you know, you, you know, your CEOs had some challenges, but it's nothing that's been like, like this, like right. this, no. you guys had some SEC right. stuff going on, but not, um, yeah, not, I don't think anything that there's your train, anything that uh, would have resulted in jail time. So, uh, yes, Michael, we're doing this show on Wednesday. We've been announced. This is our second week going on Wednesday. Yeah. So, but, uh, Nate, thanks for coming in as well. Hey, we are, you want to come in, just talk to us about podcasting the world, what's going on. Feel free to do so. And, uh, this is a nice Wednesday afternoon, beautiful day here in, uh, Southern Michigan. I don't know how, how's the, how's the fog and, you know, it's, it's <laughs> spring is on the, on the horizon here. Everything is starting to warm up and the trees are starting to break out with leaves and, so it's all good. It's all good. It's just that all of us are, you know, mostly inside <laughs> these days. Yeah, right? locked down. Yeah. 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 Where we are. We're, and it was kind of funny because I had ordered some stuff on Amazon that uh, basically said it'll deliver like April 25th or something like that. And I'm like, and I kind of needed it for the studio. I was like, well, it's not toilet paper and emergency medical needs. It's not of essential stuff. It'll, it'll wait. And then on, I think I talked about it on the show, maybe not on Friday. I got a Hey, you've got an Amazon shipment. I'm like, which one was that? It turned out to be that stuff that I had ordered and it actually arrived a day early. So I'm thinking Amazon may, may just be starting to get caught up because stuff that was supposed to deliver two weeks from now arrived a day early uh, from its projected delivery. So I was in, I actually did some, put that stuff in place here last night. Yeah, I also heard that they were they were starting to to deploy some um, um, you know, like sanitizing fogger 
machines in their facility. Hmm. So when packages pass through like the conveyor belts or whatever, that it passes through a, you know, an antiseptic spray or something like that to well, you make hear- sure that the boxes don't, don't, don't have the coronavirus on them. I, I, <laughs> I heard in Manila, they're flying airplanes low over the city and they're spraying a water bleach combination from the sky. This is no oh, kidding. Oh my God. Really? China was doing the same thing. China was spraying the street and they're doing it in the streets. They're using water trucks to spray a water bleach combination on the streets. And, you know, I'm thinking about it. That doesn't even make any sense. Well, does it? <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, actually. does it? <laughs> Do we know if it makes any sense or not? Maybe it does. Um, uh, can you imagine how dangerous it is to humans to have bleach spray? They're not, they're not care. They right. don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the point though? They don't care. You're supposed to be inside. To You're humans? supposed to be quarantined. I saw oh, videos of them driving down the yeah. street and just spraying this on people's feet and everything as they were walking on the sidewalk. Oh imagine, God. imagine having, uh, of course you're not supposed to be selling clothes, but having a clothes store or something, all the bleach uh, marks from uh, some solution. It's, it's, you know, maybe it isn't bleach. Maybe it's Clorox. I don't know, but they're, they're doing that. They're driving up and down streets and they're using airplanes to air disperse. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, they said in China that they did this in Wuhan. They got this information from the Chinese, and this is what Wuhan did in their streets. They did the same thing in their streets in China. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm just glad they're not doing it in the U.S. Yet. Right. Yet. Yet. Right. I don't think we're that desperate yet. Right. Uh, yeah. Martin asks, how's our RSS project going? It's kind of stalled a little bit. We just haven't had time. And we asked for some people to kind of extra help and we had one person kind of say they would, but it's kind of stalled, hasn't it? Well, it's, I think it's stalled a little bit because everybody's so distracted with this whole change in everybody's work patterns and lifestyles. And, and I think we had some really good momentum yeah. coming out of uh podfest, you know, um, or no, the evolutions event. And, and, and I think that's where we were really going to make progress is in the physical world events yeah. that we were going to be at. Um, you know, maybe we consider start doing some virtual events and, you know, maybe th- these are a little bit of the topics that maybe we should be talking about more on the show is how, how we're going. I mean, how is this, what we're going through right now, changing the dynamic mm-hmm. of how people are communicating and, and this may be the dawning of a whole new era in internet communications. Right. I mean, I mean, you see what's happening on the big networks. Um, they're all working from home, just like what we're doing right now that we've been doing for years. Right. All the big media companies are doing the same thing now. So, you know, this is utilizing all these, you know, the zoom and, and Skype and FaceTime and all these technologies. You know, I, I saw, um, Cisco's WebEx is being used on, you know, some of the networks, but it's all using these video conferencing technologies. And I just think that as we come out of this and we will to some degree come out of this, that the landscape is going to be changed. I mean, people are going to be doing this more than ever before, like what we've been doing Todd, mm-hmm. for years. Um, and that's going to fundamentally change the dynamic of whether or not we even have a lot of, you know, in-person events anymore. I, 
I really wonder if we're ever going to go back to. Ah, oh, come on, Rob. What, this is not the end of the world. Consider the normal, right? Of going to tons of events. I think you know. I think the uh, events will still exist, but is it going to be at a smaller level? I am fully predicting that podcast movement will still continue this year. We'll be mm. far enough in the summer. I don't know, Todd. I think, uh, come, you know, again, boy, that's, that's pretty optimistic. I, I, well, if it isn't we're the whole country is going to be in ruin because you just cannot, yeah. you, this, this, you can't shut everything down to the point. Oh, no, I'm of, not saying that the country's going to get shut down. I, it is I, shut down. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm just saying that in August, I don't think that the country's going to be shut down in August. I think we're going to start to come out of this. I just don't think that we're going to come back to where we were before. Well, I'm optimistic. I think we will be back well, on because, our feet a lot sooner than we think. Because this, it's not like we're going to have a, 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 a vaccine. No, August. but we could have some pharmaceuticals that will allow us to be, uh, have a high level of protection mm -hmm. until there's a vaccine. So That's very, we'll see. Uh, we'll speculative see. At this we'll point. see. I think there's I a, I, I'd, I'd, I would bet that there could be now, whether or not there'll be enough uh, medicine, in the supply system to do everybody. That's another story, but right. Right. But I mean, a lot of the, the medication that people are talking about, um, using right now is medication that is typically used for people that have already been hospitalized. Right. Well, again, I took, I took this medicine for years and months on end traveling oh, where, where when I was in the military. Oh, okay. What, the, hundreds the of thousands stuff? Yeah, hundreds of stuff? hundreds of thousands of military people have taken that for years on end. This stuff's been out since the fifties, you know. So right. if now if if only if if it proves to be a prophylactic, then we're you know, I think we'll be back in business soon. But if you look at the right now, they have not yet been able to find anyone with lupus that has gotten COVID nineteen. And they're searching the databases now to try to see if they can find anybody with lupus that has had COVID-19. And if they do find some people, well, then, you know, the odds go way down from that point. But, oh, I see you know, but again, okay. and, and then again, how many of us are walking around with this and an asymptomatic and maybe the percentage of people that are actually, you know, I'm not discounting, but I'm just, yeah. I'm optimistic. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I would love it if things would get back more to more to normal here. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, I'm just not as optimistic that it's going to happen as fast and, and, what, and what, whether or not it should come back to full normal again, given the, um, the risks involved. Well, again, it's about mitigating risk. And that's what, you right. know, I, I, you know, I came from a, you got to remember, I spent 25 years mitigating risk. Yeah, you know, on, you, you yeah. know, I really, I did. I spent 25 yeah. years mitigating risk. Is this going to get someone killed or is this going to, you know, is this enough to keep right. people alive and you know, a little different right. situation, obviously difference between sure. bullet bullets and missiles. <laughs> well, and I mean, I mean, even if we have a vaccine or this medication, it's not always going to be able to be used on everyone because of whatever preexisting medical conditions or risks that might be aligned with using, I mean, I mean, if you look at pharmaceuticals in general, there's usually some people have huge side effects. So there's always going to be a level of sure. risk, no matter what we do. I, uh, I'm a, yeah. I think they're going to, again, this is my speculation, but 
It's going to be full pedal to the metal. I believe that, you know, they're going to have a vaccine ready much sooner. I bet you in half the time or maybe three quarters of the time. And, and we'll see, we'll see what happens with this. But, uh, you know, if we follow all the directions that we're supposed to be following and do arm bumps and wear masks and all that stuff we're supposed to do, I, I don't know. I just, if, if, if they can't, Again, how many, if you, if you don't, the suicide lines are already at capacity. So then why, you know, right. are more people going to commit suicide? And I hate to even say it this way. Are more people going to commit suicide than actually dies from this epidemic? Why, why do people jump to the thought that there's going to be suicides? At this well, point? there is, there has been, there's the suicide hotlines are at like 300% call-ins at this point. Because people are yeah, but why out. is that? Is that more to do with stress? Oh, I'm sure. Right. People okay. don't have no money, Rob. People are figuring out how they're going to feed their kids. Yeah. Okay. You know, how people are going to pay their bills and, you know, it's real. Yeah. But does that lead people to commit suicide though? Well, I guess it could. It could. So, right. or, and stress and heart attacks and everything else that goes along with it. I, right, I don't know. Right, right. We'll see. Right. Again, yeah. I'm just being optimistic, hoping things move along here faster. Yeah. No, no. I, I, yeah, I want that too. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. so August, I don't know. We'll see. You know, maybe August is optimistic. So, okay. So let's go on the, go on the th- thought process that we don't have. A podcast movement. A podcast movement. Virtual events not going to substitute. Why couldn't they? It's not the same level of engagement. It's about being there. It's about talking with people. It's about holding court at two o'clock in the morning. It's about. Yeah. But yeah. But is that a more of a limitation of our technology or is that more of a limitation of, of humans not wanting to do that? I think it's all of the above. Okay. Yeah. You know, so is that going to, going to inspire some innovation? Are we going to start to see better tools come around these virtual events. I'm already starting to see it happen to some degree. Well, there's, there's companies that are seeing these opportunities and you're seeing more virtual events being promoted and, and done out there than I've ever seen before. So here's my, here's my point. All right. Everyone's working from home, right? How many hours are you guys comfortably sitting in your chair? You know, I'm having to right. get up, you know, because I'm not in the office interacting with people. Right. I'm having to get up out of my chair about every right. 90 minutes or so, walk around, stretch my back, right? you know, hopefully stay away from the food. We're all going to be fat when this is over. Um, <laughs> we're not going to need our legs anymore. Is that no, no, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're eating a whole cow one day at a time at this point. And, uh, you know, we, you know, normally you wouldn't eat. So I feel, I find myself overeating. And yeah, well, the, I'm sure that the <laughs> grocery business is doing quite well right now. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Costco is doing quite well. So, right. you know, so from a virtual, it's just going to have to be structured way different. And maybe the event happens over a month. Yeah, because yeah. we're talking about what we're going to do. You know, we're, we had planned on having our first Blueberry Academy in June. And that's not going to happen. Right. So what do we do? So, I, I, you know, it's hard enough to get, 50 people in a room to sit still for, for six, you know, we're, we're trying to narrow it down nine to five, have plenty of breaks. I'm thinking, oh, I want another session. I know I, and I can't because people aren't going to stand for it. 
So, you know, it's hard enough to get people to sit down for six hours. Right. And because in those events, they stand up, they walk around, they talk, they have some, you know, drinks or whatever, coffee, sodas, they intermingle. And then we say, okay, come on, come on, everybody. We're going to sit down again. And when you're sitting at your house, it's like, honey, I need the car washed or (laughs) honey, lunch is ready or honey, the the baby's diaper needs to be changed or, you know, because the kids are home. The kids aren't going to be not home. Yeah. So you can't do six hours. Right, Todd. I was also thinking at, <laughs> at, at, at podcast movement, if we do panels again, right. If we do any kind of panels up on stage, does that mean that we all have to sit six feet apart from each other <laughs> up on the stage? Yes. <laughs> so the, the, the video camera is going to have to pan because you know, you yeah. if you put the camera back too far, we'll, we'll look tiny. And we'll all be wearing face masks and talking like this through the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Or they no, will be uh, infecting the, the mic. microphone will have to be built into the face. No, the, the, the microphone will have to be disinfected with Lysol or whatever. Every time we get done, because you'll be had spit on it or something, you know? So that's. Well, Todd, I've been seeing, you know, ads <laughs> on, on Facebook and on, on the Instagram platform for these new masks. So there's companies that are starting to make fashion masks. Fashion now, masks. Right? Yeah. And also it has, <laughs> I saw some of them actually have like a little. Like, I don't know what it is, but it has like a little light on it on oh, the side of them. Yeah. That uh, lets air in and out. It's almost like a respirator, <laughs> right? So you can kind of see, does that mean that some of these audio companies are going to make a version of the mask that has a microphone built into it? I, I bet they will. And here's Who the next, knows? but here's the thing though, you know, they're going to have to have a decontamination team in the back to figure out how to change them out. So... <laughs> What I see is all of us going around, there'll be the blueberry, the blueberry mask, and then there'll be the Libsyn mask. And yeah. Right. Yeah. So right. Right. <laughs> show, show your hosting affiliation by the mask you have on, you know, have That's your right. album art on your mask. I'm just, right. you there's a million a, dollar idea a, there, folks. <laughs> a Bluetooth microphone can be built into the mask, right? Yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. We laugh, but that's probably the truth. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I've been having a lot of fun thinking about how all these things could evolve and stuff like that. And that, that was one of them. Um, but I do think that the whole, I mean, I went back to and looked at, um, second life. Oh, did you? For the first time in like 10 years or something like that. Like, like a couple of days ago. I was Is thinking, it still on? Yeah, it still works fine. Oh, that might be kind of cool. Yeah, so I was thinking oh. if you were to do like this virtual conference, maybe you have your your social session. Rob, you know, people after, don't even after hours event on Second Life. People don't even know what you're talking about. I wonder I if I still have a second. I used to. I rented land on Second Life for years. No, I did too. I, I was involved, and I built like like um, buildings and houses yeah, and stuff I, in it. And right. I had advertising. I had it was it was the days of PCN when we did the Podcaster News Network, right. and I had. I had billboards on the side of my building that was album art and people would walk into the building and they, a show would start, the episode would start that people could listen to. You guys have no idea. Go to, go to second life. I I, I believe it's secondlife.com or .org. People Um, don't even know what we're talking about, Rob. Well, maybe we need to show them on the screen, but it's a, actually it was started by a company in Seattle back in the, I believe it was in the late nineties. Um, that was its whole goal was to create a virtual world, right? 
So you had all the tools to, to build structures and physical, not physical things, but virtual um, buildings and lakes and, and worlds and things like that that you could you could build and then you, you could invite people into these worlds. You create avatars for yourself. The avatars have gotten better. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, think about it, Todd. The bandwidth has gotten so much better. The yeah. The graphics cards and all of our computers is amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, you could conceivably think of this as you look to the future as something that could really reflect the real world, right? Yeah. It could look real. Uh, it could behave very much how we behave in person, right? And so that was the thinking of why I went in and created a new account because they had gotten rid of my old account that I had I, in here. I wonder if my account, I'm just loading it right now to see if it still exists. Right. Uh, oh, it, I bet. It, let me see. I would think that there's. Oh, your up- account is currently on hold. <laughs> yeah, I would think that there's been an upsurge in interest in this, but well, like you just said, Todd, I think a lot of people forgot about it. Yeah. My but, old name on uh, Second Life was Todd Levitt. And they gave you certain last names you Todd could use. Levitt. Yeah, Todd Levitt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool name, Todd. I like so. that one. <laughs> so, and, and you can get on this for free. Right. So it's, it's not a, it, it's you know, not a pay anymore. Or you have to buy stuff inside. That's yeah, how they yeah. do it. Buy stuff. It has, it, yeah, it's, it's basically like a game platform of sorts, right? We, we so could you, have a little fun. We could do the next show on second life. We could figure out how to do it. We could probably do the next yeah. show on second life. Right. And start you, a new you trend, can create your own avatar. You can buy, um, you know, clothes and facial features and, and you, you know, to, to almost replicate yourself yeah. on this platform. So, so you can have I events. just wonder if this is, this is, this is going to come back into vogue again of people wanting to do more of this stuff. Yeah. Whether or not it replaces the real world, it's probably not. But if you think about it from the perspective of where we've been going around augmented reality and virtual reality, this is very much you know, in line with that and with the changes that we're seeing in the world right now, it does raise that question, you know, maybe podcasts should do some of their episodes up here. That'd be, you know, because we honestly with our honestly before the reason we use second life is because we didn't have what we have right now. Right. Because the bandwidth connections were slow. Right. The GPUs were not that right. powerful. All we could do in that it, that world was to, we could chat and move around. You could walk around and then it would render around you. Right. And sometimes it would render kind of slow, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it would be slow. But you could hear still people talking because they'd be on their headset having a discussion. Right. And yeah. Right. And, and I remember many times being able to fly too. You know, it's like you could fly over to, over the water to an island you know, you basically would be like Superman. Yeah. So you would like fly around and then land. You can still fly around. So Bob said, someone that's in our chat room, Bob spoke, said, so Sobico said, we put a lot of effort into Second Life, had a server on campus, reduced latency, helped put on the first concert broadcast into a uh, intro. It's hard to navigate. So yeah. So, and it, it uh, Craig says, it looks like Westworld. Well, in a sense it is because <laughs> there are parts of Second Life that how should we say? You're a little uh, sketchy. It's no, not sketchy. It's like, uh, uh mm. yeah, yeah. I just leave yeah. it there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it. 
in the past, it was a reflection of society. And that's, that's the thing about what's happening right now is that more and more of reality is coming into the internet at a, at a pace that's never happened before. I don't think the shift that people are making right now, I mean, it's just so indicative of what's happening in mainstream media right now, um, of how that shift is happening. I just don't think that it's going to be the same when we come out of this. Um, just because of that, people have gotten used to it. People yeah. are doing it more. Um, but it was there's a big... going to be a, you know, a lot more innovation that's going to come into this area too. So here's, here's a trivia question and then we'll ask the audience. Who was the person that really got podcasters into second life? I know, you know, the answer, Rob, but we'll let the, some of the people who have been listening for a while probably know, but I there was a, who that was too. Oh, you know who it was. Uh, we'll just tell them here in a minute, but there was, there was one person that caused all the podcasters to rush to second life and doing, we're doing training. We were doing all kinds of stuff in there. Hmm. I remember who that was. It was Adam Curry. Was Adam did that? Yeah. He was the one that he built his Curry castle. Oh, okay. On second. I don't think I ever went there. I don't think I ever went there. He built a whole castle or he bought a castle. I'm not sure. Right. And again, it goes back to, you think about Adam and what they're doing now with No Agenda Show and knights and dames. And so he built a castle in Second Life and you had to, if you were a Nevio podcaster, you had a key to get into the castle and come and hang out. And people kept crashing and, you know, they wanted to be part of the cool kids and Adam would be in there going to hang out. So everyone, was, all the podcasters were buying land around Curry Castle. As a matter of fact, my property was... um as you know, maybe like in a, in a virtual sense was like a half mile from Curry Castle. I couldn't get any closer. I was trying to buy as close as I could. And I remember I was spending like 40 bucks a month or something like that on to maintain. I kept that, I kept that site for years. And, uh, so yeah, we, we should tell, Hey Adam, what do you think about second life again for, uh, for virtual stuff? I don't know. It, it's fun. He it may be something to do. I mean, it, I guess it depends on how long this is going to go on where people are sequestered. So Bob is showing me, uh, there's a website. Oh, they actually had in the spring of 2007, apparently led by Case Western Reserve. A lot of high school students to visit the experience case through the virtual world of second life it was a recruitment method. One of our primary chefs generated a second life culture for students. Interesting. Educorporal opportunity surfaced in 2007 for the faculty members. So they were doing lectures and stuff in Second Life. So it just goes to show you it, you know. And then nothing else, it, it might, you know, believe it or not, hey, podcast movement, that might be the place to have the conference. <laughs> right. Now, yeah, I just did a search for Second Life in, in Google and it came back, um, came back with a couple of news articles that have come out it says pandemic spurs, second life usage book club and uh, lower nonprofit prices. So there's oh. already people starting to, to think about to, it, to write articles about this. Yeah. And to, um, you know, second life is owned by a company out of Seattle called Linden lab. That's right. Linden um, labs. Yep. yep. And actually if you do a search, Todd, uh, just under, Second Life in in Google and click on the news link. 
um, it'll pop up this article and it has a, has a screenshot of a, of one of the actually people will actually record their second life worlds. Right. Now here and, it is. and it shows, uh, what could be a show. Wow. Um, it's, it has gotten much more fancy since our days. Holy cow. Yeah. Click on that link, Todd. And I have, it's, it's up in your, oh, you want me to click on the YouTube? Yeah. We got to be careful because we might, I don't want to play the, I don't have it hooked up for sound, but people are moving pretty slow in that. Yeah. Well, I think the technology definitely needs to be upgraded because I think that with the current GPUs that exist in a lot of computers now, I think it can be, it can be a better experience. The, the avatars move faster than that before. So I'm not sure. And you, you, you know, you have to have something a little more interactive. We don't need a talk show or anything like that. So, and they got subtype. Oops. Let me, I was just kind of skipping ahead. So anyway, that's kind of cool. But it does, does kind of, whoops, what happened? Kind of show you what's, what's possible. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's, what's kind of interesting about it is that you can re- reproduce yourself in a virtual world. And the company just actually sold. Lindelad sells a Sansar to streamline its focus on Second Life March 29th. So someone bought it. They probably figured this is the time to buy that company. Right. So, yeah. well, it just goes to show you what, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to meet as an avatar. <laughs> well, Todd, well, I mean... You and I both were one of the early adopters. Of right. This, I know we were this but, whole, this whole second life thing, but I think we both had kind of a less than stellar experience with it, you know, it, time, right. But it, you know, I did find, because I, I talked about it a lot on the show. So I had people from my show go into my property and I bought a kit house or something. It just unfolded itself, you know, it appeared on the ground right. and, right. uh, it did require some Minecraft type of excavating and that kind of stuff. But, um, and that's what it kind of reminds Minecraft kind of reminds me of second life a lot. So, you know, maybe Minecraft is a place I, who knows? It's just, it goes on and on and on. And Minecraft is owned by Microsoft now. Right. Um, so, so I don't know. Can you do virtual meeting spaces? Virtual world play that's going to come out of Microsoft after all this. Can can you do virtual meeting spaces in Minecraft and have fenced areas where people can't come in? And, you know, that's the problem because you got to have it set up. So like there's a perimeter and then people that, because you get like, you know, you'll have someone walk into your event with, uh, you know, dressed as a horse or something and, you know, an inappropriate, uh, attire. (laughs) <laughs> yes inappropriate attire. like i'm walking through your conference you know with uh you know a naked avatar or something so you know it, you have to think about that but yeah who knows you know it's some innovative ways to do it and i think they're also um angelo was telling me about some services that are out there that are already doing multiple rooms for multiple tracks and have a congregation area there's tools out there that are much more sophisticated they've been doing um, doing this type of stuff for a long time already, these virtual conferences, but. Right. Well, and yeah, you know, I just went to minecraft.net, which is the, a, I don't know if Microsoft owns that site or not, but w- what it has on the front page, yeah, 
I think it's part of, yeah, it says it's part of the Xbox Gaming Studios. It's actually a game, which is not too much different than Second Life. Second Life, really, it's it's really a game yeah. platform is what it is. Um, but what they show on the Minecraft area is a bunch of VR goggles. Oh. So you can see the direction that Microsoft is taking Minecraft mm-hmm. is is with the Oculus and and the the Windows mixed and reality type of experience glasses that are out there, Gear VR, um, th- Craig, those type of platforms, which you know, which makes sense. Craig says Second Life in VR would be cool, and I I I'm not so sure that it isn't already configured that way, but it probably could be. I just yeah. haven't looked at that yet. So the key is, though, you can spend a lot of time in there. I spent a lot of hours building my property and getting streams set up and everything, you know, managing it. And I was able to track how many visitors I had. So I was kind of using it. And actually, I build that against my business as advertising. And right. it took my accountant a little while to agree to it. I was like, listen, let me show you what I'm doing here. And it's virtual accounting. He's like, that's not like a, that's not like a print advertising. I'm like, no, it's virtual. And right. finally, he allowed me to claim it as an expense because I had to prove to him how many people were visiting and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe, maybe it's time to build something in Second Life. I don't, I just kind of dread. I got enough stuff to do. I don't know if I want to go in and build something again. <laughs> well, that's a, Todd, I think that's a job for your marketing guy. <laughs> there you go. He, yeah, I was just on no the, comment. the the minecraft.net website and they have a bunch of um stuff about kind of virtual worlds kind of kind of stuff it's called minecraft community what yeah. it's called so yeah. you know i anybody else know any virtual stuff out there that people are being introduced to and you know i think that's the the key here but good old second life my god i haven't thought about that in a, a long time right yeah, all my account and all my gear that I bought is gone. They absorbed it. All that money I spent. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I wasn't, works, I wasn't yeah. paying my monthly dues, so that's part of it. Yeah. You didn't pay your rent, Todd. Pay my rent. They, they, they took me. They, they vacated they, they virtually deleted me. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like you, Todd. I like reality yeah. more than I like virtual reality. And so, it, but. So I think going back to what we said earlier, I think if you're going to have some sort of conference stuff, you you know, I would be annoyed. I, even as a business owner, I would be in, how, how do I set up a booth and virtually man it all day? No one's going to come talk to us. You know, that if they want to talk to us, they're going to call me on the phone now. You know, they don't have to go to a, you go to a conference, you go to meet face to face. Yeah, but isn't that more of a limitation of the technology than it is a, uh, a limit? I mean, it, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, if you've got an avatar, right? Let's just think about it practically. If you have an avatar that looks like you, behaves like you, um, you can interact with the other person that's in front of you, just like you would pretty much in the real world by wearing VR glasses or something like that. You know, it could work. Yeah, it could. Um, right? But right. why? Why do you do that virtually when? If you need because to talk to me, no, to no, no, large groups. You, you, no, they don't need to virtually do they pick up the phone and call me. There you go. You know, well, so that's, that's Skype, right? Skype or whatever, you know, we don't have to, but right. I'm talking for an event, you know, right. for the only thing I think would be 
someone's going to have to really convince me that it, example, I was been approached to, um, sponsor a virtual event, very expensive. I mean, it's like ridiculous how much the sponsorship was. Right. And, and, and I said, no, I just, cause I know how virtual events are. I said, it was, I'm not, it's, it's not like seven K or something like that. I'm just like, no, because I'm, you know, I've already like for podcast movement, you and I both were one of the major sponsors of that event. And right. we know that there's going to be 3000 people there. They're going to see our banners. They're going to see our, they're going to come to the booth. They're going to talk to us. New podcasters are going to seek us out. It's, it's all part of a, how a trade show works. And we always complain about the traffic to the booth and all that. So when you're in a VR event, you're already got this issue of the person's at home. They're just going to go to the sessions. Why, you know, they're not going to go like seek. I just, I don't know. I just don't think they'll go seek out the vendor area and go and talk to vendors. And maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe we'll get the most traffic together. I might, I might be the wrong, I might be on the wrong track here, but. Well, because it does kind of open up the potential of getting people coming in from all over the world. Well, that's true. But I guess it has to be compelling enough to get people to do that though. And And, and then you're dealing with time zone issues too, right? Yep. So how do you build an event that, and I guess there's some examples of this, uh, the 24 hour podcast, that kind of thing, where where you've been able to to across all time zones. You just make me tired thinking about doing that. It does. It does. Because you've done it before. It's, so for those of you that don't know, I used to do, how many years did I do it? Three, four, maybe five years? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was on it a, a few times with you. You know, it's beyond, and don't take this wrong. It's an absolute ass kicker and actually probably unsafe to do right. at my age at this point because I literally didn't leave a desk for 20, well, I took like a shower in the middle of the night and, and we had, right. I had someone come in and stand in for a little bit. And if I was ever to do it again, it would be like, okay, Rob, you've got it for the next six hours. And, and we could probably manage it with some of the tools that are on now, just like they right. did the other day with, with Chris and his event did about 10 hours straight where they had different right. people come in and guess. But the, the difference in the way I did the 24 hour podcast was, is that even though we had guests that came on, we interacted with the guests. We just yeah. didn't let them go and do a solo show by themselves. We brought them on and talked about their, they, they would provide training and there would be interaction between me and the guests for 24 hours straight. Right. It just didn't put them up there and let them run. Right. So, and that's what the other events do. So that was the difference between my show and then like a live event is I was here interacting with those guests. So I don't know, maybe we can do that again, but I would definitely want to have five or six people that would be. That would come in in a rotation. Yeah. It would be the, the hours, would be the right. host. Yeah. Would be the hosting and interacting with the guest. So. Right. Well, I mean, I've seen, I mean, I mean, you and I have participated in some of the events that Joe Pardo's putting yep, on, right. Yep. The, these virtual events. And I think that that's, you know, he's really jumped on the bandwagon sure. with this. Right. I think he's even got another conference coming up. Yep. Doesn't he? I think he's yeah. going to do some entrepreneurial one, you right. know, so he's just trying to keep the ball moving. I, I just hand, you know, it's, it's, right. a, you don't, you, you have no idea, even 10 hours worth of, put those 24 hour, uh, events on. I was planning like a month in advance and then getting people right. scheduled and all that stuff. So 
yeah, maybe it's a thing to do. Maybe we ought to do our own little conference, Rob, and have our trusted people come in and do sessions or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm wrestling with the concept too of, you know, I mean, both of us have spent a lot of time in our careers going to events, right? So now that's basically over. So how do we still reach the community in the and, same way? And we could, you know, there's no doubt that if you and I decided to do topic by topic by topic by topic, we could talk for 12 hours straight on, <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, if we focused on specific topics. So, but, mm-hmm. you know, getting that type of a presentation, plan presentation together is not any simple task either. You, that's a lot of work. No, no that's true. But I'm sure we're going to keep talking about this. This is, this is something I, I think it's going to keep coming up uh, for, for a while now. I do. One, you know, I did want to talk a little bit about this new podcast, uh, Google podcast app on iOS. I don't know. Did we talk about it much? Yeah, we did. Last week? Did we? Okay. Yeah, we mentioned, have you played with it? Yeah, it seems like a pretty nice app. I'm impressed with it. Well, yeah. maybe that, yeah. hopefully that, uh, gets, uh, <laughs> Apple motivated. It's, it's definitely simpler to use than the Apple app. That's for sure. Well, let's hope Apple gets motivated. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If Apple gets motivated, maybe they'll come out with an iOS app for Android. You know, people you have to there realize people have to realize the power of the I I think the Android folks would be pissed, but you know, it's it is what it is. Well, I I I think Apple should come out with a app for iOS or for um Android. Yeah. I so they should. a week from today though, Rob, I'm gonna be uh I've got an announcement to make. A week from today. Yeah, we're going to be unveiling a new product offering at uh, Blueberry. Oh. And we're, oh, we're, start, we're going to start talking about it on April 15th. It'll become available on May 1st. So it'll oh. be the official launch on May 1st. Early congrats on whatever that is. Yeah, you know, it's uh, after, my, after I look at my checkbook, uh, I appreciate the congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and the amount of dev time we put, for innovation. Oh, well, and, and the amount of dev time we put into it. Holy Christ. Yeah. Well, <laughs> price to pay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, we're working. I am sure your team is, too. I saw you guys as a little, a little cute little post you guys made, by the way. Cute little posts. Yeah. The, you know, profiles and the little quirky comments. Oh, every- oh yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Was that the entire team? No. Oh, I was going to say, holy cow, you guys are doing amazing things with only like six or seven people. I was like, well, where's the rest of them? Yeah, well, I think the page would be a little long, Todd. Well, that's cool. You guys are afraid to show your cards? What do you mean? Well, you're not afraid to show up? people on there? We've you, got 100 people working for You us. guys got 100 people. Between two companies, between Pear and, okay. and Lipson. Well, yeah. how many is it Libsyn? Probably thirty okay. plus. Well, it's not so not so well. We're not. I guess we're doing okay then. We're keeping up with the Joneses. We don't have that many, but well, yeah. our our numbers sure our, our, there, our numbers uh, our numbers go up and down based upon how many interns we have in the office. <laughs> <laughs> we use okay. interns a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, we're right good. there at Columbus, you know, so we get lots of. Uh, I mean, it's right. been really, really good. We've had some great interns, really have. College students, huh? Yeah. Yeah. They come in, they work for two or three months, and then they're 
you know, they're back to school. But yeah. it's, it's a way we've been farming, you know, it's how we've been hiring. We've hired uh, two people off from the intern program. So it's uh, been good. So I saw that uh, it's been mentioned on the, well, the podcast business journals that Joe Biden has a podcast and it's uh, pretty bad. <laughs> I heard. I listened to Okay. You guys. This is not a political conversation. Uh, he better just cancel that podcast. <laughs> He wants to be president. He better cancel that podcast because because Trump's going to take pieces from that podcast and just have a heyday. <laughs> it's it's horrible. It's it's really bad. Oh, and I think he's still on a teleprompter. It's bad. Yeah. Well, there, there, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and Bernie dropped out today, so he's the dude. Yeah. Right. I saw that. You also saw a article um, that came out in the Philadelphia Inquirer say, already our, our socially distant friends, podcasters say, listeners need a little distraction from the coronavirus. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. How many of you here for, okay, chat room, chat room. We're going to start calling you. Hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a new name. This is just for fun for one show. You're not trolls, but we're going to call you the troll room. So those of you in the in the troll room on Facebook in the chat room, <laughs> call our listeners. No, this is this is in a, this is in a beautiful, friendly way. Those, oh, okay. okay, so oh, those goodness. those those of you in the uh, in the chat room on Facebook, how many of you are here for distraction from COVID nineteen? Today's our fun show, so you know this is not the serious show. <laughs> well, we've talked about some pretty serious stuff. So yeah, far. we have been. Yeah, so uh, how many of you are here for distraction? Uh, Martin says, I had to tweet it. The, he says, uh, Martin says, bad Biden. Does it smell? Had to tweet it, PBJ. <laughs> uh, so yeah. how many of you here for just a little distraction on a Wednesday afternoon? You know, call in and join us. Yeah. Don't be, don't be shy. DNC pod two. Especially I had a, if you have a microphone and a webcam, I had a great conversation on my last personal show. Um, I was asked a serious question about the captain firing of the uh, Theodore Roosevelt oh, aircraft yeah, carrier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I put my Navy well, chief hat on. the secretary of the Navy got... Oh, he was so stupid. ...was forced out. <laughs> well, he, what, what he said was uh, uh, wholly inappropriate. Right. So, you know, in, in my opinion, both of them deserve to be fired. <laughs> but, but, you know, I went into the the dynamics of, I just, you know, put my sailor suit back on sailor and put my uniform back on. And yeah. I went into the full dynamics and made people that were on the show understand. It's a great piece. So if anyone listens to my podcast, Geek New Century, just go to about the, about the hour mark. And right. I, and I go into it and I talk about, and it really revolves around one simple sentence, loss of confidence. That's what it boils down to the reason he right. was fired. And, but I go into the whole, ramifications, the things he could have done. Then a buddy of mine who I served with, who retired as a master chief, one rank above me, um, called in and him and I had about a 30 minute discussion on it. And we were both chuckling about things he should have done and shouldn't have done. And, uh, you know, you saw that there wasn't 
sometimes a skipper gets fired, the, the executive officer gets fired, the master chief gets fired, the, you know, it's like a whole bunch of people get fired. And that usually shows that there's a big problem within that group. Chain of command. Yeah, they, they right, take out right. the whole stack because they, you know, they chop out the, the, the you know, the, the badness. And, and because he only got fired, it wasn't a systemic issue. It was just focused on him. You know, I, right. I'd said in my show, I said, I've seen skippers get fired for less. And I've, you know, I was flying. Well, then, he, then he ultimately got tested positive for the coronavirus right. too, the, the ship captain. Yeah. And yeah. so I had talked about when I was stationed in Lemoore, uh, the chief of staff basically, or the Commodore there owned the airplane. And he, he calls me on the phone at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Say, hey, get the airplane ready. We're going to Fallon. And I'm like, it's not on the schedule. He says, we're going to Fallon. Well, roger that. Get the airplane ready. And pilots show up right. and the Commodore shows up and the JAG, which is basically the lawyer, he gets on the airplane. I'm like, uh-oh. I should lock the door and off we go. And what we what we going to Fallon for, sir? Uh, we're going to go fire skipper. And, that, and from that point on, it was like, zip, zip my mouth. <laughs> Not say anything. But do you know how long it takes to fire a Navy commander? How long does it take? Yeah, how long does it take? Uh, probably hmm, as long as it takes to contact him and tell him he's fired. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. They usually do. It, they usually do it in person. Drop right. the ladder. The skipper meets the the commodore. They do the salutes. They walk into the hangar, and I just tell the pilots, "Hang on, he's coming right back. Don't go. Don't go to the bathroom. Nothing. He'll be back in ten minutes." <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> ten minutes he's coming back with the the XO, who's now the CEO, and. They salute and he gets on the airplane. I shut the door and we leave. 15 minutes is what it takes to fire a commanding officer. So, <laughs> and I've seen right. people get fired for playing video poker on their machines. I, I mean, it's just, I've seen the full gambit of it. Right. But right. Uh, anyway, you want to listen to why Navy skippers get fired. Listen to my last Geek New Central podcast. <laughs> and all, I will. All the ways they can get fired. Oh, right. you have yeah. no idea. Yeah. No yeah. idea. Yeah, it's uh, saying stupid, and this is why the secretary of the defense or navy, the secretary of the navy got fired because he said something completely inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a there's honor among. Oh, I don't even want to use that word. Well, there's this term kind of like honor among thieves, where and again, I it's a bad analogy, <laughs> but. There's honor amongst those groups where, yes, you're fired, but you're not going to get, you, you'll never badmouth them. Right. Right. And badmouthing is, right. is absolutely forbidden. That is not allowed. And when you badmouth somebody and you're the, the superior and you're bad, you've ultimately completely ruined that guy's career. So he had, he had to go. It was completely inappropriate. I'd have fired him too. <laughs> Matter of fact, if I'd have been Trump, I'd have called him and said, you're fired. What are, you know, you're fired. <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah yeah so and it i'm sure just purely from a sailor perspective that was a pretty scary scenario going on there yeah you know i think I mean, everybody's so close quarters yeah right? but you know i think you are you operate in a mode where stuff can go sideways that quick and you, you kind of, right. I think most sailors are pretty adaptable. Right. Um, they're going to be, they're definitely going to be freaked out a little bit, but, um, and one thing I was 
it kind of jokingly, and it's really not, I shouldn't be joking about it, but I said, one thing's for sure is that ship is clean. Na- Navy, the Navy knows how to clean. <laughs> so the, once they got people right. off, right. scrubbing that thing from head to toe was not, not going to be an issue. They, the Navy knows how to clean stuff. And, uh, right. but I don't understand, you know, they, there's all kinds of, you know, those ships are set up for CBT. You know, they're set up for chemical attacks. They're set up for uh, chemical, biological. I don't, I don't yeah. understand. Well, of course, they picked it up in, probably in Vietnam, and then it came on the ship. And once it's on the ship, then it's circulating within the ship. There's nothing you can do. And ter- normally, a chemical, biological will come from the outside trying to attack the ship. And then when the ship's locked down, nothing gets in because everything's on filters. and Right. So they have no problem cleaning the air in the ship because you know they're they got some pretty impressive cbt type of countermeasures so but it was already inside the ship once it's inside the ship there's nothing you can do until you eradicate it through cleaning right so anyway we've really corrected off here but um yeah yeah i i it's yeah we can go in if you want to listen to my thoughts just you know, you want to spend a whole hour listening to me talk about that. You can listen on Geek News Central. It's at the end of my show. So it also looks like um, the Google Play music area is kind of finally getting taken down. Too. Woohoo! Yeah. You know, I think the it first, is. First stages of it are starting to happen. I think people are, they've got everyone working remote. And sometimes maybe these bigger projects can't get launched. I say, well, why don't you go clean that up? Or why don't you do this? And. Why don't you fix yeah. that? And so maybe some of this low level stuff that's been on the list yeah. is starting to get done. I've got some of that going on. I've got some low level stuff that we're trying to clean up as well. Right. So, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's good. Yeah. yeah. No, I think so too. Well, anyway, um, what else is going on? And for any, again, maybe it should have been a little more precise on that but we're, we're seeing that they're removing podcasts from google play that's what you're seeing right right correct yeah finally. it got pulled off of the the ios app finally yeah what about the android app is it still on the android app uh from what i gather yes hmm so that that's probably the part end. of a bigger play of taking it down off of the web too yeah oh is it still on the web yeah Long as it's, so it's gone not from, taken down, it's just it's just the pieces are starting to be dismantled. Taken down. Yeah. Right. Well, well, that's if it's not in the app, it's this, it's dead. Then it's it's deader than it was. Right. Does does anybody actually ever actually even use Google Play for music and stuff? I I don't think I do. I think it's being used um, by the uh, well. I, I don't know. Is it being used by Google Home? Hmm. I don't know what the, if they've shifted that platform over to Google podcasts or if it's still accessing Google play, I, my guess is it's probably not accessing Google play anymore on the podcasting side, but I, I would be speculating at this point. I don't own a Google home device. I don't know about you. Do you own one, Todd? I'm sorry. Say that again, Rob. Do you own a Google home? No. Well, I, I have a, yes, I do. I have to, I'll have to test it. Yeah. Hmm. So you put out a couple of days ago, you put out your blueberry stats. Yep. 
around what what you're seeing happen in the podcasting space right now, yeah. where you saw some categories um, going down and other ones not going down, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So want to talk about that? Yeah, at all? we can talk a little bit about it. So you know, our numbers were so close within the margin of error. As I said before, I think we just call it even. Um, so what we saw when we looked at raw numbers and using equal day a month and not having 31 days measured in one month and 30 days in another, making sure we were staying, you know, giving equal reference, we saw that downloads were down one half of 1%. And that was across about 65,000 shows, I think. And uh, really, in, a, in our, our blogger used a reference said that uh, if you want to do a, a, a comparison, um, recite to yourself what you can remember from the Gettysburg Address. And there's not that too much to remember. There's 267 words, but most people can remember four score, four score and seven years ago. You can, you can remember that part. I think most of us that got a little history can remember four score at least. Well, one half of 1% of the Gettysburg's Address is four score. F-O-R-C-S-C-O. So that's how much is missing, and that's how much we saw a drop reference-wise. Um, again, probably within the margin of error, one-half of 1%. But we did see the largest, last week in March, saw the sharpest decline compared to previous weeks. We did see an uptick in weekends. Sports have right. decreased, and religion is up, basically what I've said before. But um Right. Again, uh, it's way too small to really extrapolate anything meaningful at this point, at least with the numbers we're seeing. Yeah, and I mean, what's interesting though, Todd, is that you're not showing much of a much of a change. Where there's other people reporting a fairly significant change, whether it be um, our our platform and others out there. I think Acast did a did a report on this too, and it showed you know single digit declines. Yeah. Um, across many, many genres. So I don't know why you're not seeing it as much as other platforms. It's an interesting, it, it may be the composition of the audience from a global perspective too. ACAS tends to be a, a probably, I don't know if it tends to be more of a, has a larger global listening audience. I don't, I don't know. Or if this is, if your platform is predominantly u.s only and maybe it's not getting impacted as much here just in the u.s yeah i think it's a pretty know. good I'm just speculating yeah i think yeah. you know 14 15 percent international so okay uh, yeah i would 85 percent north america u.s canada um maybe a little bit maybe a little higher in international but i think my speculation was because and i i'm having them dig in a little deeper this week and uh we shall have something out again next monday but my kind of thought process was, and looking at, again, we know, I don't want to brag here, but we know that our shows that work with us predominantly are the longest lived in the space. We can see how long those shows live on, on average. And we know that our shows, my churn rate is almost nothing. So our shows are the, some of the longest lived in the space because number one, they have their own websites. They've got skin in the game, you know, they're, they're staying online, they're doing, their, you know, so it's, it's a little different makeup of someone that's just like going over to anchor and doing a show. They really have no buy-in. They really have no, you know, it's again, it's just a place to do a show. It's nothing that is completely tangible to 
it's, it's, there's not as much value to them for a, a brand and building a show and longevity and all that. So I think all that right. because the high majority of those that work with us have websites and are again, some of the longest lived in the space, maybe those audiences are more resilient. That's only, that's only thing I can come up with, to be honest with you. And I guess we'll have to see over time whether or not our audiences are affected more or not. Um, but I do know when we look at longevity wise, how long a show lives, because, you know, there isn't, there is, you know, that's a number that's never talked about. Is how long, what the average, if I actually started publishing the average life of a show on specific network, people would have a coronary. Oh, you mean the series? Level? No, let's say, let's say I take uh, every hosting provider. Right. And I looked at their average life of their shows before they pod quit. Oh, or, or pod fade. Or pod or fade, whatever, right? whatever it whatever. may be. And I looked at the average across all their shows and started publishing and saying, this network's and the average life of a show is 93 days. <laughs> or this show's, this network, this host's average life of a, show is uh seven months right if i started publishing those numbers which i know <laughs> um yeah that would and be I, a story right now, exactly and i i would say that the bigger the network right or the its affiliation with a big media network um there's a higher there's probably a higher percentage of churn uh, with shows and maybe on a smaller network, I would think That's, just in general, right? Well, because we're not I even mean, talking I mean, about, that's been my experience. We're not even right, talking that, about networks. We're talking about individual shows. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, Oh yeah. Shows, <laughs> I mean, the show levels are living in these networks, right. right? And just from my own experience working for podcast one, um, we turned a lot of shows, right? Right. Yeah. There's many shows that launch, get started. I think it depends on the philosophy of the network. If the, if the network has an orientation towards how major media looks at content, they tend to kill off shows faster yep. than sh shows that are originated or published on more organically launched um, indie networks, which tend to hold on to shows longer. If you look at, I, I like to call it life expectancy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, the life expectancy of a podcast and yeah, some networks, I, I just wonder sometimes how they stay afloat because they have to keep so many coming in the front door because so many are going out the back door. Right. You know, they, if you have 300 that come in on a month and you lose 280, it's, it's only yeah, a 20 it, gain. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a game of, of, of attrition. It's right? a game it's, of attrition. Yeah. of of you know it's throwing a bunch of shows at the wall to see what sticks yeah is kind of what a lot of these networks do and it's um, not just networks it's specific hosts in a specific way they're set up to onboard podcasters what they're again there's a like i can go into the whole bunch but i won't because i'm going to give people some business ideas and they don't need that for me <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, a, a networks of shows that are, that are produced by the network, right? Oh, those, uh, yeah. Those, those tend to cycle through shows pretty yeah, fast. Pretty fast. 
um, the, the ones, the networks that partner with content creators, those tend to hold on to their shows longer. Maybe they don't have the power to kill them. Well, that's true. They don't have the power to kill them. It doesn't necessarily mean they still survive. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And, and, it, and it doesn't guarantee that those shows are successful just because yeah. the network holds on to them longer. Yeah. Thanks for watching, Craig. Someone right. signed out. But right. it, it is it is an interesting dynamic, I guess that would say. And uh, um, it is a game of attrition. And and it's it, it is interesting to watch that number month to month. Well, it's a game of attrition in all media, whether right, it be right. TV, yeah, film, yeah. music. Um, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, how long a, a band stays together can be determined by how popular it becomes over time. Right. So, so if you're looking at a movie or a TV show or TV series, if you look at a podcast that is associated with a business or a soda, so associated with a professional, right. Here's okay. So let's say you are. Let's say you're a consultant to a pen making company right. and your expertise is pens and you start a podcast about pens. And if you're the so-called authority, even if you run out of things to say, you better still do a podcast about pens or you will soon be wondered why you're not talking about pens anymore and you might not be the authority anymore. So Right. A person is talking about pens. will continue to talk about pens for a long time. What do we do here, Rob? We talk about what? Podcasting. What and, would people and new media? What right. would people think if we quit doing a show on podcasting and new media? Well, for part of this episode, we did. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but but what if what if we quit? People are like, well, wow, Todd and Rob not yeah. so much relevant yeah. anymore. They they don't have anything more to say. Right. What, what, what happened? What why happened? Did they, why? Why did they move away from their, the, the topic that supposedly they're experts? That's in, right. right. They're no longer the experts. They're irrelevant. We might be irrelevant already, but at least we have to, <laughs> to, to try to pretend that we're relevant. Right. <laughs> why is that Todd? That we're no, no, I'm just, I'm just teasing. Irrelevant. I'm just yeah. teasing, but you know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. Yeah. So I, I think all of us, you know, in our careers are always worried about how relevant are we? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. No, and, I, and, 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 and that's not something that, uh, you know, isn't an issue for podcasters too. So for me, it's always like, you know, you know, sometimes I hate listening to other shows and because I'm like, oh, that ain't right. What he's right. saying is not right. And I have to like sleep on it for four or five days. I'm like, is it dude, what he said? Was that right? And then I have right. to run it through my brain a little while and say, okay, are you just being, being the guy that's been in the space from the beginning and not willing to listen to ideas? Or was that person that was giving that advice, was he really not right? Or, or seeing something that you're not or we're right. not. Right. It goes back to training old dogs, new tricks. You know, you, so for us, you know, and just like anyone else, teachers, doesn't matter who you are, my brother-in-law, you know, he's a teacher. He teaches aviation at a um, K-12 school in Battle Creek, Michigan, and uh, at a career center. It's a Votec school. Does a two-year program there for juniors and seniors. And, you know, I went in the house where my, he was on his computer, and I'm like, what you doing? He says, I'm taking a, taking a class. And he said, I'm, I got to stay relevant. I'm like, well, good for you, you know, continuing education. So 
this show for us is continuing education. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's true. We've we've almost made it to hour thirty. We did, and, yeah. and we we didn't get any callers today. I know. <gasps> no one mm. cares. I guess they just want to hear us talk. It's okay. You guys yeah. are you guys are too shy. You know, <clears throat> we're gonna have to just like force someone to come on the show starting going forward. It, it's okay. You don't want to hang out. Uh, is what's the problem? Why don't you want to come on? Send us an email. <laughs> I think some people are probably. Un, unsure of what they what why they would call in sometimes why not get your get your get your exposure <laughs> right right no news is uh, all news is good news no news is bad news no it's okay to show us your bedhead okay <laughs> I, I heard that's a big thing now with zoom meetings people are putting kind of crazy virtual worlds behind them so right. uh, I'm going to have to come up with some sort of logo to put behind me. I, I've got a road close sign in my office. That's what's on my Zoom, you know, behind me. People always comment on it. But uh, I'm going to have to start doing some goofy, uh, you know, backdrops for my Zoom, uh, Zoom calls. Right. And I've also noticed a lot of people using the, um, the uh, kind of, uh, was it the, the out of focus look in the background, right? Yeah. Have you notice that lately? Yeah. That fuzzy kind of out of focus setting that I, I think some of these platforms have. I, I don't know. Does Skype have that fuzzy background setting thing? Yeah. You know what it is, is people don't want to see the dirty clothes in the background. Yeah. I want to see if, if Skype has that. It's always like Instagram pictures. It's always not the what's in the foreground it's what's in the background it's always the thing that's fun to watch for on instagram pictures it's probably the only reason i go on instagram because people right. are taking pictures in their bathroom or stuff and they've you know it's just you know wherever you can take a selfie these days right so i don't think you can do i don't okay, know if you blur, can blur blur oh background. yeah it blurred there it. we go yeah we it go. did it blurred your background i thought you were blurry already let me uh Wow, that's interesting. That's actually kind of a cool look. Oh, Oops. that's interesting. Did you lock up? I just lost yep. my my video when I Oh no, there it is. It's back. Oh yeah, so that's kind of an interesting look. Yeah. Huh. What, yeah, it even blurred my uh my mic. It did. It it it, it, it did pretty good job. I'm uh I'm pleasantly shocked. <clears throat> Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Huh, I mean, but to... for some reason the microphone is in focus though. So what we need to do is we <clears throat> need to get you a psychedelic background. Something like get a get a purple light, a black light going on back there and some of those uh some of those nineteen seventies posters hung up, you know, so, that reacted to uh purple light. I think it could get that could be uh, uh, you're, you're trying to figure out where the focus zone is. It did a pretty good yeah. job focusing on your face. Yeah, it did. Yeah, someone in the chat room said, "Sweet, sweet." Yeah, so I, that isn't too bad, Rob. I, honestly, it isn't. It, it it I think it's better than it was before. Huh. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I actually do. <laughs> I don't know what that, what does I, that mean? I think you're. I think you're you more. Like my pictures. I talk? think you're more crisp. Oh, I'm crisper? Yeah, I think you're more crisp. <laughs> I'm a crisper. I'm a crisper. 
Yeah, the your vision because earlier it you looked a little out of focus to me, and now you don't look at all out of focus. It's uh, very, it's very, 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 very turn clear. It off now, I'm all gonna right. turn it off now. There we go. I think definitely better with the uh, with the uh, blur on. Huh? Really? Oh, I mean, better in in my sharpness. Yeah, your sharpness. I think is was you know maybe it wasn't different, but it. Martin says, I'm, I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of, that's kind of funny. So yeah, don't, we don't want to have anyone having a stroke here. Well, yeah, I think I locked up here. So I'm going to have to Oh yes, you did lock up. You're smiling, looking down. Yes. Here, let me. All right. I'll let you cycle. There's always one episode where he locks up. I need to set that up so that you uh, auto answer. You just auto answer. Right. Right. So, anyway. Toby Keeney uh, says, I use XSplit VCam for non-green screen option to replace my webcam background. And I bet you that's a Windows thing, isn't it? Michael Dare said, Rob, you look younger. <laughs> it's that it's that phase kind of fog to look hey anything that makes you look younger at my age is good that's good that's good <laughs> we need all the help we can get yes we do all right well seeing that no one wanted to talk to us today it's okay yes. and yes. it kind of happened on my show too it's just i don't know people just don't i guess they don't want to participate so if we want to we guess we're gonna have to start asking people to participate so all right. Um, yeah. No, that's fine. I can do that. Yeah, and we'll get someone on here, and uh, they can they can have fun with us for an hour and a half talking about whatever. But uh, I hope you got something out of the show today. I hope we didn't bounce around too far, and uh, we don't want to become this general variety comedy hour. But uh, I think but, I think we have to work on the comedy side. Well, I think I think we just have a little. You know, we like making fun of ourselves. So I guess if nothing else, that's the key, right? Right. And that's true. Mike says. So- Self-depreciating humor is the key. That's you right. Know, just ask uh, <laughs> Rob Sesternino. That's what he's known for. Really? It's the self-deprecating dep- deprecating humor. So uh, Mike Dell said, blur is fun. So uh, Martin says, I'll test it out. But uh, all right. So everyone thanks uh, Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. Uh, I can be on, I'm on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee with two E's and you can send me an email, Rob G at Lipson.com. We'll be back with you on Saturday for our regular show at 12 noon Eastern three, 9 a.m. Pacific. And then we'll be back with you on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern 12 noon Pacific. And uh, if you want to join in uh, the live, uh, let us know. Which is, are we overloading you with the three hours a week right now? Because you know we are taking up another hour and a half of your time. So uh, so let us know. But we appreciate right. you hanging out with us. Those of you who are on Facebook today, mucho gracias for coming in and saying hello. And uh, we'll see what happens this next week in podcasting. Let's hope there's some new news between now and Saturday. Or we won't have much to talk about. We'll always find something to talk about. Oh yeah, we always find. <laughs> Something to talk about, Todd. But it's, That's usually not a problem. No, not at all. All right, everyone. Uh, we'll see you back here Saturday at noon uh, live. And uh, thanks for being. We'll make an event, too, to remind you. Everyone take care. Yep. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.